Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. My name is Megan Strand. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And of course, I'm here with the wonderful, fabulous, magical Joe Waters. Hi, Joe. I mean, my three favorite adjectives, no doubt. To That's what I say you know, before I say your name all the time, those three words. <laughs> You're such a That's liar. That's in the contract. Right? That's such a liar. But how are you today, <laughs> Megan Strand? I'm excellent. I'm oh, excellent. Good. And I'm excited today about our episode because we're going to be talking to a company that did something super creative around the Super Bowl oh. that was not a Super Bowl advertisement per Thank se, goodness. but it leveraged them. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But first... Talk to me about something interesting that you've seen lately. Well, something interesting I saw, which I really liked, and it actually relates to our show today, uh, Megan. Uh, you know, something I've written about on my blog and something that we've talked about on Cost Talk Radio before is cause jacking. And mm. it's very similar to news jacking, but it obviously involves a cause. And you're going to hear on this show uh, the connection with our uh, Super Bowl partner here in terms of what they did around the Super Bowl with cause jacking. But one of the the other ones I wanted to bring up was there was this well-publicized gaffe by Kelly Ann Conway, uh, who, of course, is with the Trump administration, where she mistakenly mentioned a horrible massacre at Bowling Green. Uh, the problem is, is there wasn't really a massacre on that. And uh, in Twitter and Facebook and the rest of the social media world, they called her out on it. But the ACLU did something really interesting. And as you know, Megan, the ACLU, uh, since Trump's election, has raised a lot of money. A uh, ton from people, of has raised a lot of money from people. And they jumped on this opportunity and they actually created a Bowling Green Massacre Fund uh, page. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes so people can link to it. And when people go to this page, it really looks like a fundraising page for like something terrible that happened. But actually, when you hit the door, donate button, Megan, it goes to a fundraising page for the ACLU. And I thought was that this was a great example of cause jacking slash news jacking of an organization jumping on the bandwagon of some type of trending news and finding a way to profit from it and build awareness for themselves. So kudos to the ACLU uh, for this page in this program. So Megan, really smart. I mean, I mean, this is a great great thing to bring up on the show. I don't think you probably have something as awesome as this. Do you? Uh, I don't know if it's as awesome, uh, but okay. I, this is something I wanted to talk to you about last week because, as you know, the whole Trump executive order banning refugees from multiple com companies, companies, countries mm. came out and a lot of companies jumped on board in protest and yep. did a whole lot of things that looked a whole lot like cause marketing. But the one I wanted to point out and maybe ask you about was Starbucks. And the Starbucks, I think, was probably the first, if not the second major company out of the gates announcing a major public action. And what they said was that they're going to hire 10,000 refugees over five years and they're going to focus on refugees that had helped the U.S. military in their native countries. And they they put a lot around this in addition to putting out an employee memo stating why they were going to do it. But the, the reason I think that it was so authentic and sh seemed so much like leadership from Starbucks mm. was because 
they do this stuff all the time. Yeah. Like they had the whole create jobs for USA campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, Howard Schultz has been a, an, a vocal opponent of politicians for a long time. So it really was sort of fitting. And you could tell throughout the week that companies, more companies were like, oh, crap, we have to say something about yeah. this. You know, but it was interesting to me that Starbucks was one of the first out of the gate with such a big commitment. And it, but it really, I think that can be, it can be dangerous. You know, you can, that can be seen as very, very risky. But because yeah. Starbucks has sort of a long history of campaigning jobs and employee benefits and satisfaction, it just seemed like, oh yeah, of course Starbucks is going to do that. And it was interesting. I don't know if you saw the hashtag boycott Starbucks. Yes, it did. Which yeah. came out, you know, and people who were like, oh, this is terrible boycott Starbucks. And then there was sort of this groundswell of people that were actually supporting Starbucks that sort of took over the hashtag, which is a little bit funny to me. So yeah, I don't know. No, I'd be, it was I'd be a, interested to know what you think about it. No, it was a great campaign. And I mean, you know, one of the things that's so powerful about Starbucks is its ability to create those types of job opportunities for people. And I mean, one of the great things, too, is, as you know, Megan, is, yes, they are, are offering jobs to refugees, but they continue their work with hiring uh, with military veterans and other groups and stuff like yep. that. So fortunately, you know, a company like Starbucks that is opening how many stores every day around the world, they have have that ability to help a lot of people. So kudos to them for standing up and, you know, taking a stand on things. And even if you don't agree with it, I think you can agree with the fact that it's good for companies to be standing up for causes that they believe in. And Starbucks is a great example of that. Well, today we're going to talk to a guest that you're going to introduce in just a second that is doing some really did some really creative things around the Super Bowl. Yeah. So who are we talking to today, Joe? Well, we're talking to Patrick Adams, who's a managing director at Secret Weapon Marketing in Los Angeles. And they are the creative minds behind something called the Helpful Bowl, Megan. And what this really is, is a bigger, better Super Bowl that has South Car California uh, Honda dealers uh, donating money to boys and girls clubs in Southern California. And what's great about something like this is they really thought about doing an ad for the Super Bowl, but they decided they had a much better idea about how they could uh, support the community and also support their business through the Helpful Bowl. So this is an exciting conversation with Patrick, and we think you're going to enjoy it. Here's the show. Hey, Patrick, thanks so much for being on the show today. And as I can probably imagine you being out in LA, you must be a huge New England Patriots fan. Oh come on! We do we 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 put up with them. I mean, now now that we have a chance to beat them, since we have a football okay. team, we're good we answer. Know, hey, I'll about. tell you one thing that's very impressive is if you go to uh, Patrick's site, Secret Weapon Marketing, you take a look at all the awards that they've won. What I thought to myself is this guy's definitely a Patriots fan because he's a winner. It's obvious that he, this guy is oh a winner. All the awards. And he's won awards for the campaign that we're going to talk about today, Megan, the Helpful Bowl. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So, Patrick, tell us the genesis of this program, because one of the things that uh, Megan and I were so impressed with with this program is it's been around for a decade. And that is a long time to be doing a cause promotion, much less doing it successfully, as successfully as you folks have done it for so long. You know, how did this idea come into being? Well, I mean, it, it, the, the helpful bowl that you mentioned is uh, is the latest helpful thing that the Southern California Honda dealers are doing. Um, and it is at the end of a 10-year campaign that we've been running. It started 10 years ago when we were approached by the Southern California Honda dealers to uh, create an advertising program. Mm -hmm. um, we invited 
11 agencies to talk to them. We were one of them. They selected us to engage and do the program for them. And our insight was probably not uh, the deepest insight, but it was that most customers don't like car dealers. Yeah. I mean, we knew that. Uh, Gallup <laughs> does a poll, and every year since 1977, Gallup's done a poll. And in almost every single year since then, car dealers have been at the top of the least trusted professions in America list. So yeah. oh, it wasn't just our opinion. We knew that, uh, that there was a lack of trust. So the goal in any ad campaign is to differentiate your client from everyone else because customers can't have a preference if they can't see a difference. So we need to create that difference. And it needed to be a difference that was a competitive advantage. So we went counter to all the typical auto dealer advertising, which is usually a bunch of you know cars running down a leaf, driving down a leafy road, gorilla uh, suits, aggress- <laughs> yeah, aggressive graphics, a guy screaming at you that nobody beats us, <laughs> the best prices in town, you'll never find a better deal. There's never been a better time. Um, so we went, we a- went counter to that. We broke all the conventions of uh, dealer advertising, and we said. What do people really want when they go to a dealership? They really just want to be helped. So that that's the genesis of the campaign. It's called Helpful. And everything we've done from 10 years, from big television commercials down to things we do out in the real world, which are a crucial component of this, are all to demonstrate that Honda dealers aren't like other dealers. They're helpful. Love it. Well, so what is happening this year around the Super Bowl? It's very clever. And I'm so excited for you to tell our listeners about it. Yes. Well, this year, um, you know, it's difficult for a small dealer group. And, and I mean, Honda dealers are very successful, don't get me wrong. Mm. But, you know, it's a, it's a relatively small group of dealers, 51 dealers in one market in Los Angeles. So it can be difficult to compete against the money that is thrown at the Super Bowl uh, mm. in terms of giant special effects laden productions that cost several million dollars and then the airtime that cost $5 million per spot. So we needed to figure out something we could do to still take advantage of the audience that accrues from the Super Bowl, but use it to our advantage at our scale. So we're doing something that we're calling the Helpful Bowl. And we are not running a spot in the Super Bowl. We are, uh, instead, we've run a spot for the last week, and we'll be running it for the next week up leading up to the game, uh, that says, instead of buying a spot in the Super Bowl, what we're going to do is keep an eye on all the commercials in the Super Bowl. And every time we spot an advertising cliche, we are going to donate money to the Boys and Girls Club, and we invite the audience to play along with us. They can spot the cliches and bring them to our attention, and we'll be keeping track and so, for example, if we see a hipster, that's five thousand dollars for the Boys <laughs> and Girls Club. If we see a uh, you know a, a dumb boyfriend, that's a thousand dollars. A celebrity is five hundred bucks. So we have we have sixteen or seventeen of these cliches that we have laid out. Um, we have a website called helpfulbowl.com where you can play along at home and help tally it up and send in your tally card and we will add more money to the pot the the, the pot if uh if you do that mm-hmm. um, but it's all it's all taking advantage of the fact that we we know there's going to be a lot of attention on the super bowl and uh we think it'll be great if people are thinking of all the good honda is doing when they're watching the typical ads that you see every single year guess who's got a commercial on the big game 
not us. But we'll be watching every ad very closely because SoCal Honda will donate money to the boys and girls clubs in Southern California for every ad that uses a cliche. We find a celebrity, 500 bucks. Talking animal, 1,000 bucks. Something blows up, 10 grand. Boom. And if you go to helpfulbull.com and play along, we'll donate even more. Well, you know, Megan and Patrick, what I'm going to be looking for is aliens because that's the big payout. How, wait, how much is aliens? Yeah. It's I 10. thought puppies was a big pet no, no, puppies we, is like twenty grand. No, I think no, I think yeah, the pu- puppy, puppy, no puppies. There, puppy is the is the bonus cliche. You, you're right, Megan. Uh, aliens, <laughs> aliens are a big one, but there's a bonus cliche of a puppy, and that is twenty grand. Oh wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, you I know what I that. thought. You know what I thought was interesting too is, and we'll put this in the show notes, folks, so you can see what this looks like in terms of the different categories. But if I thought the distinctions were interesting too, Patrick, like you have like um like ufo it pays this much but something futuristic pays a different amount so you kind of separated those out a little bit you know yeah so not not everything in the future is a ufo that's right (laughs) right right (laughs) you know what this is joe this is well i don't know is this newsjacking? Is this causejacking? Oh, definitely. I think it kind of yeah. is. You know, I it think is. it's really smart. And, and, and you know, and we've talked about this before too, Patrick, about yeah. about causejacking. And you saw this around, uh, you know, just about around all sorts of events and stuff like that. But it's it's a great way to ride the coattails of something that's trending already. In this case, the Super Bowl. And you folks have done a great job, kind of tying your coattails to that and and riding that wave of all the publicity and the attention and stuff. And you know what I frequently tell both my for-profit and non-profit clients is like don't go out there and create the news be part of the news that's already out there in some way exactly and we we've done that i mean this is just one example of it and i I hope it will be our biggest one ever but you know we we will on valentine's day uh send out our helpful guys the campaign is um personified by these helpful guys in their blue shirts. So they're mm-hmm. Honda dealers in their blue polo shirts with the white Honda logo on it and khakis. And they're very straightforward, earnest kind of guys. But we have teams of people who are dressed just like that out all over Southern California doing helpful things every day. Mm-hmm. You know, not quite as big as generating this, which should be a lot of money for the Boys and Girls Club. But, you know, on Valentine's Day, for example, they're going to be out handing out roses at Senior Aww. Citizen Center to somebody who Aww. might not get one otherwise. Or handing I, one I want to, that job. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> or handing one to uh, one of the Super Bowl cliches, the dumb boyfriend that forgot to get one for his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. um, so that yeah. he can take it home and not get in the doghouse. That's uh, funny. So, so, yeah, so we, you know, we, we know that that's going to be a story. I mean, Valentine's Day and bringing roses home. I mean, so that's, that's another example. Um, we have gone out when gas prices have spiked, and our helpful guys will show up at a gas station, and if you pull in a Honda, we'll pump your tank and pay for it. Wow! You know, and so that's that's taking advantage of. I mean, it's doing good, but it's also taking advantage of the news cycle. Where right. It's going to run a story on the spike in gas prices, and reinforce that the Honda dealers are different. They're out helping. So I, I would imagine that this helpful campaign has garnered lots of great PR for the hundred dealers over the years. Uh, any other business objective that they're looking to achieve with this 
Well, I mean, I don't, I've never worked on a client. I've been in advertising for 30 years, and I've never worked on a client whose business objective isn't sales. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is right. their yep. ultimate objective. You get, you get there via marketing or cause marketing or public relations or, you know, there's a, a thousand tools you can use. Um, for them, it all comes down to sales. And if, if that wasn't the end result of all of this, it wouldn't have lasted 10 years. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're thrilled to report that this this idea of differentiating them from other dealers by positioning them as the helpful guys, they're not like typical dealers, they're helpful, has resulted in more people wanting to visit Honda, so they get more foot traffic. More foot traffic leads to more opportunities to sell, and more opportunities to sell in the showroom leads to more sales. So, um, you know, it's it's a long road, starting with handing out a rose, but eventually all those things add up and it's led to a, I mean, over 10 years, a dramatic increase in sales mm-hmm. in Southern mm-hmm. California. You know, oh, one, that's great. One of the things I'd be interested to hear you talk about, Patrick, is over the years too, like just in general, how have, how much have you seen the growth of cause in, you know, in your business, in the marketing business, in the advertising business and stuff like that? Do you really see it as a central piece for a lot of businesses now, you know, and I, what do I, I always do, Patrick, is I tell people that when I was out selling cause marketing nearly 20 years ago, uh, people would be like, what's cause marketing? What is that? These days you don't have to do that. And and I tell modern cause marketers too, like you don't realize how much easier you have it now because you don't, you know, because people recognize what it is. I mean, have you seen that over the past 10 years? And you're like, wow, this cause stuff, one has really grown and it really is a legitimate part of the marketing mix. Well, I, I'm not sure how to quantify whether it's grown or not. I mean, I've, I've always seen it. There's always mm. been tie-ins. I think the, I think maybe at least to some extent, marketers have gotten smarter in trying to incorporate it as a, as a fundamental part of what they're doing. Right. A lot of the ones that I don't think work very well. I mean, they might work for a very short time is where they just kind of slap something on top of, their real objective. And yes. it's so mm-hmm. obvious that they're doing mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, come in and open a bank account and yeah. we'll give $5 to the charity of your choice. Well, that doesn't make me think any different about that bank. Right. That makes me think they were doing that instead of giving me a toaster. I yep. mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's all the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, I think there have been, you know, like I think the, uh, what American Express does with a uh, small business Saturday, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, uh, I think it's on Thanksgiving weekend, right? During the big region. Yep. Right. Shopping, yep. Um, is kind of a nice thing and it, and it's integral to what they do. I mean, they want to sign up businesses to take American Express cards. Therefore, they're making, uh, themselves, um, a, an important part for small businesses to attract customers. So, mm-hmm. so there's a nice, you know, circle to the whole thing. Everybody's winning somehow. So I, I, I guess there's maybe been, I can't think of any more than that off the top of my head, but mm. I feel like I see <laughs> some of those nowadays where I go, okay, I, I understand. I, I know that there's a commercial aspect of this. It's not just pure charity, right? Um, but it's not just, slapped on top of the, as a very thin veneer that's so obvious that you go, oh, well, that, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be cynical about this yeah. one. Um, I, I see maybe a little less of that. You know, what we do with this helpful campaign, I think is sort of a 50-50 blend of uh, capitalism and altruism. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they work for each other. Uh, the cost of what this, you know, what this costs the dealers 
is a cost of doing business that they're happy to incur because it results in at least that much business coming back to them. And when mm-hmm. we can do that, when they win and, you know, the, the kid who wanted to, who couldn't afford it, but really wanted to go to astronaut camp gets to go to astronaut camp because the dealers bought her a plane ticket to Alabama in a week at the, uh, you know, the school, mm. um, that's, that's a, that's a win for everybody. Right. Well, and that's, I think one of the really smart things about having, uh, an initiative, a long running initiative that is a little bit more general because then you can morph it to whatever the needs are at the time, whether it's Super Bowl or whether it's a little girl walking into a dealership or whether it's Valentine's Day, like you can you can kind of convert this into what you need it to be, but it yep. still has the essence of what it is. So I think it's really smart. Well, you know what it is too, I think Pat Patrick and Megan is like there's a there's an overriding uh, transformational platform there. You know what I mean? That runs everything. And, you know, I think where we kind of lose our cool and it sounds like you do too, Patrick, is like, you know, when you see these like really short term transactional types of programs that you could sniff out very quickly and know that they're not authentic or sincere. And, you know, what we're really looking for is uh, these types of programs, too, that say, look, this isn't just one thing that we're going to do during the course of the year. Uh, this reflects our values as an organization, and the programs we do are uh, an extension of that. I, I agree, and I think I think that's what you know. Like I said, we can I can describe this campaign using one word: helpful, hmm. and that's the, right. the 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 test we use for every single idea we do. If it right. doesn't separate Honda dealers as helpful, we throw it out. I mean, we we get approached all the time for people who want some help with, you know, or want want uh, to be part of this campaign. But if it doesn't demonstrate helpfulness, we crinkle it up and throw it in the trash can because it's just not, it's, it doesn't work. So, I mean, the, the trick is finding something that's that fundamental that can be as flexible as you guys were describing. Mm. And that's what's nice about helpful. I mean, who doesn't want to be helped? I mean, it works everywhere. We do it in English and Spanish here in Southern California. Mm. I mean, it could run. It could run anywhere. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that want to be helped. I'm surprised that Honda nationally hasn't picked up on this. It just seems like such a smart, easy thing. Have you have they have they seen this? Are they aware? Are they paying attention? Oh, sure. They yeah. They're they're uh, they're based here in Torrance, California, which is in L.A. Oh, um, so, so they're yeah, right in your right, backyard. Right in their backyard. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, they 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 see it all the time, and they, they've been very supportive. I mean, they they let us piggyback along sometimes if they, you know, last weekend was the uh, NHL All-Star Game and it was here in Los Angeles at the Staples Center and Honda is a big sponsor of the NHL and they were having lots of real world events down around the Staples Center all weekend and uh, they were great. They invited our guys in the blue shirts to come down there and help out and, you know, hand out premiums, whatever. They, they They were out all weekend. So they're they're happy to. Uh, they're happy they to get support it. it. They've been very good. Yeah, that's Absolutely. good. That's good. You know, uh, you know, uh, Megan, we got to tell more people about uh, Patrick here because I think he has the perfect uh, perspective on what we do in terms of cause marketing, that that balance between purpose and profit. And, you know, one of the things, Patrick, I always say to people is don't be just good, be good for something. And, uh, you know, and that's <laughs> where I love about the helpful campaign, too, is like, you know, you really and I mean, think about it even with the larger trend of co- of content marketing, too. And the whole idea is like. 
like, look, it's not about you. It's about you being useful, interesting, relevant uh, to your audience. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I mean, that's when, it can- that's when something can run for a long time. You know, right. that's-, that's why this has lasted for 10 years. And mm-hmm. We like to say, uh, before I got into advertising, I was a CPA for a couple of years, which was a big mistake. Wow. Anyway, I, I, I saw that in your bio. Quite the you know, difference. There's, there's something in his bio. Yeah, I saw that in your bio, and I was like, wow, how does someone do – because my wife's a CPA too, and I think she'd share your sentiment. <laughs> well, I, I, I mention that because we have something we say here, which is the value of long-running campaigns that are based on a fundamental idea that doesn't have to change due to, to fashion or, you know, the the – uh, some some new trend coming along, and if you run a long running campaign like the Healthful campaign, uh, it, advertising becomes an asset rather than an expense. Mm. You know, most people spend a lot of money, and I would put people who use cause marketing as a little veneer on top of their true intent right. in this category. They you spend a lot of money just to get people's attention yep. and then describe what you're doing yep. and then have them understand it. And then when you move on to the next thing, you start over again. Yeah. Rather right. than building on what you've done. Right. Right. And, and, and we've made you know, Patrick, we've made a you conscious know, decision. We wanted to do something that was uh, the first dollar we spent was in the foundation and everything we've spent since then reinforcing this idea of helpful just gets added on top of it. So right. we don't have to re-educate people. When they yeah. see somebody in a blue shirt now, and I can yeah. show you some of the commercials we've done yeah, where I've we seen them. Yeah. reveal the blue shirt partway through the spot people lose their minds with excitement because they know something good is about to happen. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that iconic. Yeah. And you know who's a great example of that, uh, Patrick and Megan, is someone like Patagonia, who who has, you know, they don't change their messaging. I mean, you know, they may have some different variations of it and stuff like that, but the way they are constantly building on, you know, that circular economy message that they have that, you know, you're going to come, you're going to buy something from us, we're going to service it, we're going to repair it for you, we're going to encourage you to keep the thing that you have. And when you're ready to dispose that item, we're going to help you dispose of it in a sustainable way. And that's just something that all their advertising, their marketing dollars, it contributes that again and again and again. They never have to change that. Right. Yeah. So then now if you see somebody in a, in a down jacket and you see the tiny little Patagonia logo, you think of all of those things. Yeah. Instantly. Right. Yeah. Because they've, they've spent their entire life as a company reinforcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. Well, Patrick, this has been absolutely fantastic. It's such a great campaign. Thank you so much for coming on Cause Talk Radio I and think, sharing it with I Joe and I. I think the fact that this campaign is happening the year that the Patriots are going to win another <sighs> Super Bowl is like, Please. I mean, you know, for I, you know what I have to give to you, Patrick? I have to give you a thumbs up. And that thumbs up has a fifth Super Bowl ring on it. Oh my gosh! Well, I I, I was almost going to say I was uh, appla- going to applaud your restraint for not saying the year that the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. But then you mentioned <laughs> the fifth ring, so I yeah, he had he had to he had to <laughs> yeah, do it. To if things. if people want to find out more about you um, and the helpful bowl, how might they do that online? Well, there's um, a couple places. The Helpful Bowl is at helpfulbowl.com. Yeah, nice But if you too. go to the Honda Dealers site, is the SoCalHondaDealers.com is the best place to find out more about everything we're doing to be helpful. That's just one example. And our agency is called Secret Weapon Marketing, and we're at secretweapon.net. You can see all the work we've done over the years for Honda there, as well as our other clients. Great. Thank you so much. Joe, where can we find you online? 
Uh, people can find me minute to minute talking to uh, Patrick and pa- talking to Megan on Twitter at Joe Waters. Uh, make sure to check out my website, selfishgiving.com. Uh, sign up for my newsletter. Get my five-day marketing course on cause marketing. And don't forget all those pins I have on Pinterest, including lots of auto examples, Megan, around cause jacking too. I have a whole board uh, dedicated to cause jacking. So I love to see these examples and I'm going to be adding this one to it. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes, engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And of course, we would be remiss if we did not ask you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Google Play so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Patrick and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 